Life Christian Centre is a church located in the city of Adelaide. It is made up of people from different backgrounds and walks of life who have been transformed through a relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us online at www.life-church.com.au Okay, let's go to the Word of God. We've got Vincent's going to share the Word of God. Um, I know that God has been speaking to him. He's, he's uh, asked God for a word, and God is going to use him in a powerful way today. But our hearts, allow our hearts to be ready to receive. Let the soul in our hearts be ready to receive what God has for us. Vincent, give Vincent a warm hand as he comes up to share God's Word. Praise God. Praise God. God is good. Amen. Uh, can I invite you to stand with me, please, as... Uh, We put our hands together and praise the Lord, God of our salvation, the King of glory, the God who heals, the God who restores, the God who brought us in his presence and he doesn't want us to be afar off. He doesn't want us to stand in the outer court. He doesn't want us to stand in the place of gathering, but he wants us to come in the place of encounter with him. Can I invite you together with me? We put our hands together and shout a shout of praise and glorify the name of Jesus. Father, Heavenly Father, we stand before you this morning. Your people, we are hungry. We've come to the holy mountain. We've come to the holy presence of the living God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Our God, the God of our salvation. We stand before you, Lord God, with open arms, with open hearts, and ready to receive. We speak today, Lord God, like Samuel and says, speak, Lord, for your servants will listen. Would you touch us, Lord God, in a particular way? Would you minister to us, Lord God, by your grace and your mercy? Would you let your favor begin to permeate this place, Lord God? And touch us as you usher us in the holy encounter. As you usher us in the place of one-on-one encounter with you. Come and have your way. I totally surrender, Lord God, all that I am and all that I have. I bring unto you, Lord, and say, empty vessel, Lord God, would you touch me? Would you fail me? Would you take over? It is your word that you want to speak this morning, Lord God. Would you speak it? I'm just a vessel that you have chosen this morning. Let nothing in me, O Lord God, hinder the delivery of this word. Let nothing in me stand in the way of what you're doing this morning. Come and have your way, Holy Spirit, we pray. May Christ increase and may I diminish. May the demonstration of power and grace, glory of the risen Christ be at work. May the gift of Holy Spirit be at work in this morning. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Please bear with me as I'll keep on sipping this water. I am nervous. Praise God. 
I want to speak this morning about arise and shine. And my scripture is based in Isaiah 60 verse 1 and 2. It's been a while since January. Pastor Joe has been sharing about, would you revive us, O Lord? Would you revive us, God, again? Would you revive us again? And that is not just a New Year resolution. That is a dangerous prayer. It's not just a topic that he's been preaching on. It's a dangerous prayer. As we've been listening to, God, to that, would you revive us, O oh God? We are praying, God, revive us. Let me put it in layman's terms. We are asking God to do PCR on us, to the things of the Spirit, to the things that are in God's heart, to the things that matters to the Father. I've got a story to tell you today before we read uh, the, this scripture. It's a story I heard of, uh, uh, it's not my original, so I heard a man of God give this story. So I thought it suits this message today. It's a story he spoke about two sailors, uh, two Navy servicemen who decided to take a weekend off. And uh, as they had a weekend off, they decided to go and enjoy themselves that weekend. And as they went, you can imagine the life of a sailor all the time at sea. Hardly he sees what you and I have the opportunity to see on a daily basis. He sees it if he's lucky. Once in a while for a limited time, he's a man under schedule, a man under restriction, a man under uh, guidance, and a man of discipline. So they decided as they have a day off, a weekend off, they decided to go and have fun, and they decided to go to a local pub. They went to a local pub, and imagine the life of a sailor. He's got it just once. Why waste? So they got wasted. They got wasted, and eventually they decided to return back to the barracks. And as they were walking back, it was pitch black, no lights, found themselves in, a, in an alley, in a street, in a back street, and they walk and walk and walk and walk. They couldn't find where they were going. And eventually, they see a silhouette of a man approaching. They go, oh, here comes hope. And they approach the man and say, hey, dude. Use the term dude. He didn't use dude. So I think it's convenient. Hey, dude, would you tell us where we are? Would you know where we are? Unbeknown to them, they asked their commanding officer who was so displeased with their behavior and their attitude and the conditions they were in. And he turns back to them and said, Do you know who I am? One of the sailors turns to, him, to his friend and said, I think we are in trouble. <laughs> and the other one turns back and says, Oh yes, we are really indeed in trouble because we don't know who we are. And we don't know where we are, and he doesn't know who he is. <laughs> the story, the punchline of that story is they were lost, and they were confused. It wasn't their intention to be lost. But the thing that got them lost 
besides being wasted, is it was pitch black. It was so dark. They didn't see where they were going. Haven't you? Oh, I have at least once or twice. Haven't you been in a place where you're walking and you're finding your way back to the hotel or to the, uh, to the house where you're being hosted and you walk and finally you start counting streets? Only if I can find Avenue, First Avenue, and you keep reading streets. No, this is Fifth. And then suddenly... Maclan Avenue, I go, no, this is not it. I've lost First Avenue. And you keep on reading First Avenue, you can't find it. Darkness, it's a bad thing to be found in. It is so terrible to be found in darkness. And actually, if you're found in a place of darkness, there is chaos. Identity becomes questionable. Like the two sailors, they did not identify their commanding officer. They were worried. And actually, clarity becomes questionable because they did not even see who this person was. And though they approached him in a very friendly manner, in a very colloquial street language, but they did not know who he was. And though he answered them back, they could not even identify his voice, neither the pitch of his voice. Why? It's because they were lost. They were found in a dark place. The importance of light. The importance of light. If we read the Bible from the beginning, the Bible says, God created the heaven and the earth. And then he said, let there be light. And he created light. And there was light. And God saw that it was good. Light is a good thing. And as we read the children of Israel in Exodus, God led them from Egypt. As they were walking from Egypt into the promised land, God led them by day and night with light. With a pillar of fire and a cloud. Day and night. God ensured that there was light. And if we read um, uh, the scripture which I am basing my uh, message on today, let's turn together with me, shall we, to Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 and 2. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 and 2. If we found it, I'll read. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the, the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The children of Israel, as we read in this um, passage, in, uh, uh, the children of Israel were in a time of disaster. They were in a time where the voice of God could not be heard amongst them. They were in a time where they just came from captivity. They were in a time where doubt was uh, taking place amongst them. They did not know what to do. And if we read before this chapter, we read in um, uh, uh, chapter 59 and 58, actually 58, they fasted and prayed and God began to rebuke them and said, this is not the kind of fast I need. Oh, how do you want that? When you're seeking God, when you're praying, when you're pressing in the presence of God, and yet God begins to tell you and say, this is not what actually I want you to do. Not this way, because you're doing it the wrong way. 
because they were in a time of spiritual darkness. They were in a time where even their identity began to be questionable. Even everything they were doing, they did not know what they were doing. And if we read in um, uh, uh, 59, chapter 59, verse, chapter 59, verse 9 and 10, it says, Isaiah 59, verse 9 and 10. Therefore, justice is, from, is far from us, nor does righteousness overtake, uh, overtake us. We look for light, but there is darkness. For brightness, but we walk in darkness. We grope for the wall like, like the blind, and we, uh, we grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at, at noonday as at twilight. We are as dead men in desolate place. Bible says they were crying. It's just like how we have experienced in a little while over time when we have power outage. And you walk in the house, you don't know where the candles are. And you start walking, touching the walls. But they did this at noon time. Broad daylight. They could not see spiritually where they were going. They were questioning everything. The power of light, the importance of light. And Bible says in Psalm 27 verse 1, David came to a point and he said, You are my light. The Lord is my light and my salvation. In whom uh, who shall I fear? The Lord is my strength, is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? After David came to a point of having walked in darkness, having walked in times of uncertainty, in times of doubt, in times of questionable identity of himself, and he came to a point where he says, I will seek the presence of the Lord. If we read a couple of verses after that one, he says, I want to be in the presence of God because he knew that where the light is found. Because our God is identified as God, as light, and God of light will enlighten his people and bring them and walks with them in the light. They should not be in doubt. They should not question their identity because their identity is found in Christ. And David, in this, in this uh, scripture, he said, I will walk in the light because the Lord is my light. That brings me to my point number one. The Lord is my light. The Lord is your light. The God who saved you is your light. You are seated in the presence of the God who saved you, and he is your light. Your identity is no longer to be questioned. Don't we sing it from a Sunday school chorus that goes like this? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, would you sing with me? I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Let's sing it once again as we remember those days of Sunday school. The truth we were told, we were taught in those days, those who anchored us in the word of God. This little light of mine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Oh, we may be singing a little light, but Christ is the light of the world. 
Christ is the light of the world and the darkness can never put it off. Christ in us, hope of glory. Christ in us, we are better than those sailors questioning where are we. They didn't even know where they were, just trying to have fun for a weekend, two days, 48 hours. Bible says in John chapter 8, verse 12, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. He who follows me, he did not say, only if his name is Vincent, or only if he is the pastor of Life Christian Center, Pastor Joe, or only if he is Mr. So-and-so or brother so-and-so. He said, he who follows me shall never walk in the darkness again. For he shall have the light of, the, of life in him, Christ, the hope of glory. Point number two, he who is in Jesus is in the light. Are you in Jesus? You are in the light. You do not need to doubt it. But let me tell you, life says different at times. You find yourself in a place of darkness. You find yourself in a place of uncertainty. You find yourself in a place where you start questioning everything. Haven't we gone through that in the last past three years? Where even renowned world leaders will say, we don't know what we are doing, we're just trying everything. Where even... Medical professionals with their all knowledge, they said, but you know what, just try everything. At least this one works, or maybe it may work. We've gone through a time of darkness where people forgot even the identity. Even Christians, we came to a point where we started questioning even our own identity and go, I don't know what God is doing. But the Bible says, he who is in Jesus is in the light. I may be found in the place of darkness. I may be found in the place where there is no light. But no one, light is in me. I am a child of light. I am in the light. And Christ in me, hope of glory. I may walk through darkness, but the darkness will never put off that light in me. For Christ is in me. For we were once darkness, but now... Uh, but for you were once darkness, but now you are light of, uh, in the Lord. Walk as children of light, says Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. When we were before we knew Christ, before God saved us, before Christ redeemed us, we were darkness. We were identified in darkness. We were just like those sailors trying to have fun and get lost and forgot where we are. We don't know what life all about. We don't know why is this happening. We were such in a monotonous lifestyle where you woke up in the morning, just work, 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 and come back. You don't know what the purpose of your life, but the moment Christ comes in, the moment you surrender your life to Christ and Christ gives you purpose because he gives, brings light and he puts you in the light. You are anchored in the light and he dwells in you. You are no longer to be lost. You are no longer to be living in a monotonous lifestyle. Work and go, work and go and then suddenly you are past but you have a purpose. You have a destiny because Christ light in you. Christ hope of glory in you. You may be wondering and say, so Vincent, question, so why rise and shine? Because Christ is the light anyway. He shines. 
Christ in me, let him shine. So why should I arise and shine? Why not Christ arises and shine? See, listen to what the Bible says. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Wow. This verse, God began to speak to me on this verse, ending of last year. No time to bring that story up today. It's a little bit of a shameful story because I was caught. And this man asked me, I said, and you are a Christian? I said, yes. I was looking at you and I said, wow, Christians. You know what? We were talking, just colloquial talking and discussing things. And I was like, oh, just fluff it around and get away with it. And he said, that's a lie. I didn't think a Christian can lie. I stood and I said, wow, I'm a heel. I'm a light set on a heel. And people are watching me. I never told this man that I was a Christian. He never knew where I go on a Sunday morning. He never knew what I do in my lifestyle when I leave my office. I go home. He knows nothing of that. If the least he knows is just that. This is Vincent, he works, with, he works with us, full stop. And then, I didn't know he knew I was a Christian. My friend, you are, a light of, you are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill. It can't be hidden. People are watching you. They may not see you going to church on a Sunday, Nowadays, we have Bible and apps and um, mobile phones. You may not have your Bible under your armpit and walking and, uh, with a big, big book when they look and say, that's a Bible, or with the Gideon one in your pocket. No, no, no. People don't see that. They are watching your lifestyle. They know you are a Christian. reason is because you are the light of the world. And darkness can never quench you. And the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 3, after the two verses we've read, it says, Nations will come to your light and, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Arise and shine. You have a reason to arise and shine. You have a reason to arise and let that light in you begin to shine. You have a reason to arise and let Christ radiate through your lifestyle, through who you are, through what you do. You have a reason because nations will come to you. That brings me to my point number three. It says, nations will come to you. The people who walked in darkness in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2 says, The people who walked in darkness have seen the light, a great light. And those who dwelt in the land, the shadow of the, uh, in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. There are a lot of people who are still walking in darkness there. They're looking for the light. My friend, are you ready? Revive us again, oh God. Would you revive us again, oh God? Are you ready for God to begin to shine through you in wherever you go? And let those people who are still walking in darkness begin to say, actually, I've met Christians. This is different. This one has got something peculiar in them because we are peculiar people. We are the children of God. We have Christ in us. Light that shines and then darkness can never put it off. 
Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 19 I said the creation awaits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. The whole creation, not just my neighborhood, not just people I work with, not just people I carry on with and commuting in the bus or train or trams. The whole creation awaits in eager expectation. They can't wait any longer. They are dying to see the revealing of the children of God. You are a child of God. They are dying to encounter God through you and I. They are dying to see the Jesus who saves. They are dying to see the God of miracles. They are dying to see the God who changes lives. They are dying to see the God who gives purpose in life. They are dying to see the people, uh, the God who gives destiny, who changes destiny. So arise and shine. So arise and let God shine through you, for Christ is in you. And point number four, why should we arise and shine? We need to arise and shine for God's promises to come to pass. God's promises will not come to pass unless you and I are revived by the presence of God. God's promises will not come to pass for this generation unless you and I have an encounter with God, are revived by God. Unless you and I, we stand in the presence of God and let God permeate the fabric of our society. Unless we stand in the presence of God, revived by Christ, and we begin to live like Christ would live in this generation of COVID-19. Unless you and I, we stand and say, Christ, arise. I'm going to stand and I say, God, would you revive me so that I be shining again, once again in this generation. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3 says this. When God revealed to Habakkuk and gave him a vision, and this vision God said to Habakkuk and said, For this vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will pass, and it will not tarry, it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come and it will not tarry. The vision of God, the promises of God for this community, for this society, for Australia, for the world are yet for a time to come. And the time to come is our time. Is this time, is our generation time where God is longing to bring those things to come to pass. Would you arise and shine? Would you arise and let Christ shine through you? And as Joel says in chapter 2, verse 28 and 29, he said, It will come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. And your young men see visions. And also on maid servants and maid... Uh, on man servants and maid servants, uh, I will pour out my spirit uh, in those days. Uh, these are the days of Joel prophecy. 
These are the days where the whole creation is longing to see in times of pitch darkness, in times of uncertainty, in times of doubt, in times where people don't know if there will be another tomorrow and how will it be. People are afraid of everything and anything. That's the time we need to let Christ shine. That's the time you and I, we need to step in and say, God, would you revive us? God, would you revive us? And Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 says, therefore we also since we're surrounded uh, since are surrounded by a great, a so great cloud of multitude of witness um, by a so great cloud of witnesses, uh, let us lay aside every weight and, of, and the sin which so easily ensnares us, another translation says so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. It is time to put those things aside and say, Christ, I am ready. Would you revive me, O oh Lord God, and bring that passion back once again? Would you revive me, O oh Lord God, and bring me in that place of encounter? I don't want to be talking of the Azusa revival. I don't want to be talking not that it's something wrong or something of, uh, uh, bygone, but I don't want to be talking only of the things of the past. I don't want to talk of the Toronto revival. I don't want to talk of the Azusa revival. I want to see a new Australia revival in 2,000 years. I want to see a new revival in this city. Would you let it begin with me? Would you let it start with me, oh God? Would you let it start with me? It just starts with making ourselves available as we say, would you revive us again, oh God? Let God shine. Arise and shine. And that brings me to a point where I say, so question is, so what if we don't? What if we don't arise and shine? Won't God bring it? Won't God bring revival? Won't God reveal himself? Point number three. As simple as it comes. You were born for such a time as this. You have a destiny. You have a purpose. You were born for such a time as this. God is longing to revisit his people. And you were born to be the vehicle, to be the key, the starting point where God in this generation of ours today will bring that to pass. Unless you and I arise and shine, unless you and I surrender to God and say, God, I am ready. I am ready. Would you revive me once again? I want to stand. I want to serve. I want to arise and I want to shine. I want to let Christ be. I want to let Christ shine through me. I want to let Christ permeate every fabric of who I am and wherever I go. I want to leave the fragrance of Christ wherever I go past. People just turn and say, something just happened here. Somebody just walked in here. There is no more darkness. There is laughter everywhere. There is joy everywhere. People feel liberated. You don't need to be laying hands everywhere you go. But you need to carry the presence of Christ. You need to let Christ shine. You need to arise and let Christ shine and say, Christ, I'm ready. Rather than me taking you where I want to go, but I want to go where you want to go. I am ready. Take me where you want to go. If I work in this company, it's because you wanted me to be there. And this is where this, uh, my destiny has brought me because this is the time. This is the season. And I was born for such a time as this. 
So arise and shine. And I love the second part of that verse and says, So arise and shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. This is not just a song we sing. This is not just an anthem. This is not just a slogan. It's reality. The glory of the risen Christ is risen upon you. The glory of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The glory of the God who fills the temple. The glory of the God who, when um, Zechariah walked in there, he walked out dumb. And he could not speak anymore. He could not utter a thing. And he said, I don't know. Something happened to me. The God who, when people of Old Testament encountered, they could not live again. But his glory is risen upon you. Not just upon me, not just upon the person sitting next to you. Upon you, my friend. Upon you, my brother. Would you arise and let God shine? Would you arise for you were born for such a time as this? For because this is the destiny of Christ in you. I want to tell you another story. Still the story of the children of Israel. And I will finish with this one. The children of Israel went through so much. Of course, in the Old Testament, even though today. And it was a time where they were under oppression under Ahasuerus uh, king. And uh, they were planning and plotting to be killed. And everything was going to plan. And there was a man who decided to arise and shine. That was Mordecai, a man of virtues, and a man with the fear of God. Mordecai happened to be serving in the king's court and was another lady, not just a man, there was another lady who happened to be also in that appointed time of uncertainty, of doubt, of fear. Oh, a time where the children of Israel did not know if there will be another tomorrow for them. That was Esther. Listen to this story, bring it to speed. Mordecai, when he heard of Esther, he sends word to Esther. And I love the part that Mordecai says to Esther in chapter 4, verse 14. After Mordecai has told Esther to go and meet the king and plead for the children of Israel... And Esther was in doubt, was in fear, because everyone was living in fear. Everyone was in uncertainty. Everyone did not know what was going on. What shall we do to survive? And Mordecai said to Esther, If you remain silent, if you remain completely silent in this time, relief and deliverance will, will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. What an appeal. If you and I, we do not rise and shine, revival will still come to Australia through other means. But you and I, our generation, will continue to live in pitch darkness. You and I, our generation, will continue to be in uncertainty. 
And I don't think it's anyone's ambition or desire or even thought that our generation should continue in the pathway we've been going through for the last three years at least to mention. I don't think it's anyone's ambition or desire or thought to see that this generation get lost in the way we see it going with things that are happening, with things that are happening in the political arena, in the social arena, everywhere, even in families. We don't want to see that continue to happen. But let me tell you, one thing that can change all of that is revival. It's God visiting his people. And God wants you and I to arise and shine so that he can bring that revival in this generation. And Bible says in uh, Luke chapter 19 verse 40, as I welcome the uh, music band uh, and the worship team back together. Luke chapter 19 verse 40 says, But he answered and said to them, I tell you that if this do not shout, uh, keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. This is a story where Jesus was going to enter Jerusalem. He's already ordered for a lamb uh, uh, to be brought. And he has already ordered for the, uh, the disciples to uh, do all the preparation. And they were going. And as they were going, entering Jerusalem, the disciples were shouting. Like how you and I shout here. And shout hallelujah and praise God. The disciples were shouting. And some people who were, happened to be the Pharisees. Pharisees, they were standing by and they felt so ashamed of the shouting and go, can you stop them? Can you stop them? Can you tell them to keep silent? And Jesus turned back and answered and said, if these keep quiet, the stones will praise. The stones will begin to shout and cry out and sing hallelujah to the Lord. It is time for you and I to begin to realize that we were born for such a time as this and God awaits for you and I to begin to arise and shine. Shall we stand to our feet together this evening, uh, this morning? As we stand to our feet, we're going to sing the chorus we finished with um, uh, earlier. And as, before we sing that, I want to invite you this moment to take time you and you alone with God. You before the Lord. You in the presence of the Lord. And say, God, I am ready. I've been crying. Would you revive me again? We've been praying as a church, as one people, and say, would you revive us again, oh God? But now it is time to say, Lord, as you revive us, would you give us strength that we may stand and let Christ shine. As you revive us, would you give us strength that we may stand and let you arise for your glory has come. Even as this chorus says, for the glory of the Lord has come, let it not be just a chorus, but let it, let it be a prayer for us. And before we sing, can I invite you, every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Let's take a moment, a solemn moment before the Lord. This is your opportunity to say, God, I need you. God, I need you. Maybe what you need to say is, Lord, I want to surrender my life to you today so that you may shine in me. It may seem like you've lost purpose in life. It seems like you've began to question 
everything where you are in life, in the season, in this time, based on what has been happening, you eventually begin to question your identity even in Christ. You question even Christ. I don't know who he is. This is your time. I want to give you an opportunity. Humbly, I will pray with you. If you think that is you, you want to raise your hand and I will pray with you. I stand by you. Want to raise your hand and just put it right back. Thank you. Thank you. I see that hand. Want to raise your hand. One more second. And I will pray with you. Father God, you see all those hands which went up. We surrender to you, Lord God. We cry out to you, Lord. For you called us in your presence, Lord. Would you shine, O Lord God, in our lives? You see those hands, O Lord God. I stand by my brother, I stand by my sister today, O Lord God, as we pray. And say, come, O Lord Jesus. Would you come and revive us once again? Would you revive us, O Lord God? Would you breathe your breath into our lungs once again? Would you breathe, O Lord God, in the lungs of each and every one of us in this place, and especially those who have raised their hands? You know the area of their lives, O Lord God, where they need you the most. We stand by them, O Lord God, and cry out and say, would you open the windows of heaven and shine your face upon them? Would you shine your grace upon them? Would you shine your glory upon them? Would you come, O Lord God? We thank you, mighty God, for every life that is surrendered unto you, O Lord God, this morning. And we say, come, O Lord God, and have your way. Have your way, O Lord. Father, that you will shine through us, Lord. You are the light. We are not the light, but we are the vessels that the light works through. Work through us, Lord. Let us arise. Let us stand for you, Lord. Let us go wherever we go this week, Lord, shining your light. We may be in darkness, but we're going to let that light shine. It may seem like darkness, but there's a light that's firing, that's a fire in us, Lord. Lord, we stand firm on your word and your promises. We trust in you. And your word says you're going to be with us. You'll be with us. Because you're a faithful God. That's the nature of our God. He is faithful. And his light will shine. It may seem like darkness. But his light will shine no matter what. And Lord, we just thank you. For your presence. Thank you for this time. Father, thank you that you encourage us to shine for you. And thank you that we have the privilege to shine for you, Lord. Father, let us be the light of this world that you've called us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. The Lord be praised. Have a great week. Arise and shine. God bless you.